Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. If you're looking for Yale School of Nursing faculty, you could try their offices, but you might have better luck at a local community health center, a child care program for teen moms, or even the home of an AIDS patient who needs help managing her medications. This is Colleen Shaddix for the Yale Office of Public Affairs and Communications talking with Dean Margaret Gray about her school's long history of community involvement and how that shapes Yale's Clinical and Translational Science Award. So at most institutions, CTSAs are med school-only efforts, but here nursing and public health are partners as well. How does that change the way community outreach and community research gets done? Well, actually, I think that in most of the CTSA awards, there is interdisciplinary involvement and interprofessional involvement. I think what's different about Yale's effort is that there is a real embracing of the fact that the School of Nursing has had, for many, many years, a long history of community outreach, clinical practice in the community, and for the past 20 years, strong programs of research in the New Haven community. And so as the Clinical and Translational Award and the center has grown, Mm -hmm. the School of Nursing's role has grown as the, the medical center has embrace the notion that there is real strength in this school in the area of community translational research. Tell me a little bit about nursing's role in the Yale Center for Clinical Investigation, um, roles that you play in governance or that your faculty play in leadership there. Well, the roles are myriad. I personally serve on the executive committee. I um, have several of my faculty who serve on important committees in, in YCCI, Um, But most importantly, one of my faculty, Dr. Lois Sadler, and um, several other people are very actively involved and, to a certain extent, direct the community research agenda for the Yale Center for Clinical Investigation. One of the things that we bring to the table in the development of the CTSA here is that we at the School of Nursing had a practice-based research network mm-hmm. that, whose primary purpose is the translation of research findings to clinical practice in the community. In addition to doing community-based research, one of the key elements of the CTSA awards is to facilitate the movement of research from the bedside or even university-based clinics out into the community where we can really change public health. Let's talk a little about the upshot of that network, which evolved into something called NetHaven. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that work, what you're doing. Well, when we started the network about 12, 13 years ago at the School of Nursing, it was the first and only, at the time, practice-based research network that was composed entirely of advanced practice nurses who were committed, committed to community-based practice. Mm-hmm. Practice-based research networks are really networks of providers out in the community whose primary job it is to take care of patients. And the idea is that they come together because they want to study problems that will ultimately enrich their practice. 
And the opportunity that came to us with the funding of the CTSA and the emphasis on translational research was to take our very successful network Mm -hmm. and grow it to be representative of community-based practices in the area um, and not just work with nurse practitioners, but with work, work with physicians' assistants as well as uh, physicians to really study primary care problems where primary care problems are. It's sort of ironic that that's where most people get their health care, but that's not where we study health care. Exactly. And, and one of the problems with, I'm not going to say that, um, university medical center-based research is not good. It's very good. But, sure. you know, only 1% of people's healthcare encounters are with university medical centers unless they're dealing with, you know, some major health problem. Most people go for primary care for symptoms. Mm-hmm. And if we study them only in university-based settings, then we have a very jaded view of what happens to people. And so it leads to recommendations for too many tests, Mm -hmm. too many medications, et cetera. And so the idea here is to study problems where they show up and come up with solutions that are real that sort out who needs to be referred Mm -hmm. for specialty care and who can be more effectively managed in the primary care setting. What are some of the things that you've learned in NetHaven already? Well, probably the most important things that we've learned is that the problems that we know um, are the big public health problems of today, Mm -hmm. like obesity, both in childhood and in um, adults, as well as diabetes, um, are the biggest problems, some of the biggest problems facing primary care providers, and that the usual approaches, the ones that we think of from a specialty care practice where you involve a big multidisciplinary team, can't be applied in primary care practices. And we know that community resources for dealing with these problems outside of the primary care network are not what they should be. And so some of the research that's happened in, in the network, for example, has focused on, well, how do you take a study like the Diabetes Prevention Program, which was this huge clinical trial that showed that intense counseling and behavior change can prevent type 2 diabetes even more effectively than taking medication Mm -hmm. and and implement it in primary care. And uh, Robin Whittemore, who's a member of our faculty, studied this and found that indeed, you know, you can put together... Um, a diabetes prevention program that can be delivered by a combination of primary care providers and ancillary personnel that is likely to lead to the prevention of of diabetes in people who are at very high risk for developing it. That's incredibly significant. It is. Do you think this model could be adopted nationally? Well, there are practice-based research networks around the country. There are right now, to my understanding, somewhere around 100 to 150 practice-based research networks. What's unique about ours Mm -hmm. is that, um, with few exceptions, the members of those practice-based research networks are physicians, and um, they don't take into account the nature of interprofessional practice, 
And um, what we're, we can do in, in our network is because we have strong representation from various primary care providers, we can look at what's the most effective mix for certain kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very exciting. Certainly, from the standpoint of what's good for nursing, it's good. But in the end, it's what's good for the public's health. And healthcare spending. Yes. Um, talk a little bit about the role that the CTSA has played in developing new nursing scholars. Well, a major part of the CTSA program is to develop new scholars who can work in interdisciplinary teams. Mm -hmm. Um, We all know that the big health problems we're facing require more than one paradigm for the study of those problems. And um, so the CTSA here has supported one of our PhD students every year. They work together in interdisciplinary teams, both in the School of Nursing and in other parts of the campus, And that not only enriches their education, Mm -hmm. the fact that they bring the biobehavioral perspective that nurses embrace uh, to the study of clinical problems, I think enriches the profile of research on this campus and hopefully um, leads to quicker, faster, better outcomes. Well, let's let's talk campus-wise. Obviously, within these CTSA programs, you're working in interdisciplinary fashion. Has that had a ripple effect and encouraged people to adopt that kind of work ethic, that kind of research more generally? I think so. I think that there are sort of structural things that um, happen on this campus. On the other hand, I don't want to suggest that there weren't really Mm -hmm. strong um, interdisciplinary programs, both clinically and um, in terms of research, happening before the CTSA. I think what the CTSA has done is is said to the community at Yale at large, this is really important. Mm-hmm. We embrace the fact that the next major contributions to healthcare and healthcare research are going to come from teams that are working together, not only from the standpoint of nursing and medicine and maybe basic science, but also from the standpoint of the people working in the lab, talking to the people who are taking care of patients in the hospital and in the clinics, and then translating that to the people who actually have to provide a lot of the primary care in the community. And just to go back a little bit about your various leadership roles, we, we talked about within Yale. What about nationally, CTSA committees and so forth that nursing faculty are serving on? Um, we have several faculty serving on national committees. Uh, Lois Sadler, who is the co-director of um, the community research area, uh, has been a leader in mm-hmm. community-based participatory research for her research career. Right. Uh, but she's taken leadership in that area in the country. There is a newly formed organization of nurse leaders in CTSAs from around the country, and several of our faculty have taken the lead in in that, partially because you know we were one of the first, so mm-hmm. we have a little more experience than most people, but also because 
we bring the pra practice-based research network experience to that group because it's not something that the others have had experience with. Our associate dean for scholarly affairs, Nancy Radiker, has been a leader in that area nationally and um, actually is, she's the incoming president of the Eastern Nursing Research Society and is bringing groups together at the next meeting of that group to talk about the role of nursing science within CTSA. So um, I think that it's been a golden opportunity for us not only to seize leadership here yeah. um, in areas where we have expertise, but to help our colleagues around the country to do things better. In addition, there are several CTSAs that do not have a School of Nursing associated with them. Mayo is one. Mm -hmm. And Mayo approached us very early on. Dartmouth is another. Um, and, and the same thing has happened with Dartmouth. Approached us and said, can you help us? Because you have expertise that we don't have. We don't have a School of Nursing yeah. you know, that can do what you can do. Um, and our faculty have reached out to them and... You know, there are burgeoning collaborations happening there. Thank you. That was Dean Margaret Gray of the Yale School of Nursing talking about her school's strong history of community involvement and the role it plays in the university's CTSA.